Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Gag Nation podcast. Today, we will reveal the events of the 31st annual Wrightwood Olympics, which will be held again in the majestic mountains of Wrightwood, California, on Thursday, September 17th through Sunday, September 20th. To reveal the events, we have the newest member of the Wrightwood Hall of Fame and the founder, Mr. Robert Farrington. Rob, welcome to the pod. What's cooking, my man? I'm doing great, Bill. Glad to be a guest on the Gag Nation pod. Well, it's great to have you, brother. But before we get to it, can you give the listeners a brief overview of the Wrightwood Olympics? This has been kicking for 31 years, and the participants know the history and, and, and all that. But the others in the Gag Nation, give them a, a brief overview if you can. Sure, Bill. So back in the late 1980s, a few of my friends and I would go to my family's cabin each summer and winter. We named it the Summerfest and the Winterfest. Winter was all about skiing, snowboarding, and blueberry schnapps. Summer was about hiking, fishing, games like speed quarters and thumpers and chandelier. Sounds like you guys did a little bit of drinking. Uh, well, there's definitely drinking something there, Bill. Okay, okay. In the summer, we started to get a little, uh, a little bored. So in 1990, we turned it into a sporting weekend with t-shirts, medals, and trophies. That first year we had swimming, basketball, sand volleyball, horseshoes, darts, and caps. So you had to be in good shape. Uh, yeah, you have to be in good shape if you're gonna uh, ch chug a beer and then swim all the way across a lake and then chug a beer on the other side. Uh, we were still dying then and we were, we were early 20s, late teens. Sounds a little irresponsible. Of course it was irresponsible. <laughs> I like it. So fast forward 30 years later, we now have guys that fly in from all over the country to attend this. Guys coming all the way from Boston, Texas, Utah, Arizona. Uh, it's uh, Pittsburgh. It's, uh, it's fantastic to see them. Uh, the best part is it's a gathering of best friends of best friends. Uh, there's some of these guys I only see once a year. Um, but it's a successful bunch. We went from just kids to lawyers, business owners, military veterans, a commercial airline pilot, a music industry executive, a doctor, and many other with successful careers. Who would have thought all these cats from Westminster? Wow. Uh, I, I, not, not me, but it's really cool to see everyone all grown up. Uh, but the best part is, you know, that is that one week in a year when you walk in through the front door of the cabin, all of that grown up stuff is checked at the door. We become kids again. So Rob, let's get to the facts of Wrightwood 31. How many participants are attending this year? Well, we have 19 paid and committed at this time, but as you know, we compete in teams of two or three every year. So we need a number, number divisible by two or three. We still have uh, a chance to fix that up, though. We have two to three maybes that are still unpaid, and that would help us out. A magic number this year is either 20, 21, or 22. Uh, but, of course, if we have cancellations, the magic number will go the other way, down 18, 16, 15, and so on. 
So if you have 19, that means if you have 10 teams, one guy, or you can have eight teams and then maybe, or 10 teams and one guy plays one short. Uh, and then if you have three teams, you could have maybe one guy would just be two. Like if you get a guy like Joe Schnedeker, the mountain king, like he could count as like more than a, a, a dude, right? Yeah, Joe could basically count as a three-man team all by himself. I, I had him one year, and he had a broken arm, and we still came in second place, and it wasn't because of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what's the average high and low attendees in past years? Our average has been 16 dudes over 30 years, but uh, that average has surged over the last five years to 21, actually. Wow. Our highest attendance was 27 guys in 2014. With our that was our 25th anniversary, and and just last year for our 30th anniversary was the second most with 26. Man, our lowest in 1991 was seven, and that was the second year of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first three years was we uh, we struggled a little bit getting it off the ground with the tendencies of 10 and then seven and then eight before it really took off to about the 16 man average that we have today. Well, I wouldn't be uh, discouraged by that at all. I mean, not discouraged, but I wouldn't like count that as a bad thing. Coachella didn't sell out the first year. It was one weekend. Second year, it took it, it took it off. And then third year, it was one day as well. And I think it didn't sell out as well. So I think uh, you're actually off to a stronger start. You think they can get to 30 years or 31 years? Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, most things start out with humble beginnings. And just like we did, we're no different. So do you think we could hit a new low this year, possibly with a lingering pandemic issue? Uh, definitely possible. And I would completely understand. Uh, but, you know, this event, this, this group has been loyal for 30 years. And even the year we had the weekend, at, uh, we had it on a weekend after 9-11. We still had 10 guys loyally there to compete. I plan to be there even if I have to wear a hazmat suit to kick field goals this year. I like the field goal comment. You know, in uh, one of the Gag Nation episodes, uh, I talked about Tom Dempsey for a good five, ten minutes. Uh, so we're into field goal kicking here. So thanks for bringing that. What do the festivities kick off? And, and, what, are, um, and what are we doing this year? Well, as you know, I surveyed the group ahead of time to custom tailor each weekend. And... The vast majority of this year's crew voted to start on Thursday night again. So we'll be kicking nice. it off Thursday night. First competition starting at 9 p.m. Which events got voted in? That will be later on this pod. Okay, excellent. Excellent there. So uh, for awards, what are we doing for Blingen trophies? For the medals, 56% of the group voted back in gold, silver, and bronze medals. Just for you, Dave. And 56% of the group voted in first and second place trophies for the overall winning teams for the weekend. So basically, it's a repeat of last year's bling. Well, I like that you still go out to the team every, uh, every year and kind of ask for their feedback and opinion. Um, but it sounds like you got the right mix on that one uh, for right now. So how about dinner choice? I always like Wrightwood. We always have some excellent dinners and a good time at dinner. What do those results look like? Well, it's once again a favorite. We all have a good memory of everyone winning a gold medal at this event. Mexico Linda, once again, highest ranking dinner choice by everybody. 
Yeah. Everybody loves Mexican Lindo. I think I took a little bit of a beat down there last year because I ordered a salad and they, they weren't having it. I think Speedman was all over my ass on that. Um, That's right. The, the Italian salad. <laughs> hey, I needed my roughage. So, hey, tell us about, about the breakfast results. Once again, the Evergreen Cafe was the highest uh, ranking restaurant and uh, restaurant breakfast choice. Even if we have to do takeout, uh, we'll still have it there. Um, I prefer we do the dine-in. I just I love that place. It's a cool place. Oh, that place is epic. It's got to be in a movie one time. Uh, good times always there. So that covers the logistics, and it's stacking up to be another fantastic weekend. Let's get to the competition. Um, who's eligible to earn Hall of Fame membership this year? Well, we have 10 existing Hall of Famers now, and we have four Hall of Fame candidates. We have Andy Garcia, Steve Newton, Shane Gron, and the gag nation himself, Mr. Bill Gannon, who just became eligible by winning last year. I I like it. So that means if I if I win next year, I mean, or this year, back to back, has anybody won back to back championships and 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 got into the Hall of Fame on the back to back? It's a tough feat. Uh, we've had some Hall of Famers that haven't won in nearly twenty years, but uh, yes, we do have a few guys that have achieved that. I believe Sneds won a couple of years in a row. I think Jesse Blythe has won a couple of years in a row. I think Shansby. And I think even uh, and Red, perhaps, is uh, some guys that have won a couple of years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of guys that have won a couple of years in a row, is anybody close to earning the uh, Mountain King Award that Joe Sned uh, recently won? Uh, we do have one. It's a little close. Mike Shonsby has seven titles. I think we need to tell the listeners that you need to have 10 titles to become a Mountain King uh, of the Mountain. And you get a special jacket. It's got a Mountain King with a beard on it and everything. That's right. It's got a it's got a leather jacket with a with a biker patch and everything because uh, it's not easy to win ten championships amongst this group. So yeah, we have Shanzi with seven, Red with six titles, and Jesse Blythe with five titles. Shanzi needs two more titles to become a Mountain King candidate. And as we've mentioned so far, only one person has achieved this high of an honor, Mr. Joe Snedeker. Wow, it's impressive. Sned. Yeah, truly. Uh, Sned is, uh, he's the Bill Russell, the Henri Richard, and Yogi Berra are the Wrightwood Olympics. Man. Bill Russell with 11 NBA titles, Richard with 11 NHL titles, and Berra with 10 Major League Baseball titles. Man, it's impressive. It's impressive. What's more impressive is Joe has done that by competing in multi-sport events. He had to be good at seven or eight events over these last nearly 30 years. Uh, those other legends just had to be great at one event, and they had most of the same teammates. Joe had to play with different teammates pretty much every year. Yeah, yeah, I don't think any of those guys played 30 years either, like Sned. That's right. And rounding it out for the uh, legends to compare to Sned, I would include Brady in that list of competitions, but he's only got six titles. And as we know, his team cheated on at least seven of those. Yeah, so really he should have like negative one. I like it. Yes, I like it. That's right. He'd be <laughs> very impressive. So other thing, though, is no recognition for the great Westminster Lion head fit football coach, Ted McMillan. He has to have more than 10 Golden West League titles. In fact, 
I know he has more wins than Boswell, and they named the damn stadium after Boswell. Fair point, Bill. Shame on me. No slight to Ted. He's a great guy. I grew up with him about eight houses down the street. He threw me my first varsity football pass. Wow. Yeah, it's great to see him. I think we both saw him just a couple of years ago when he, his team visited the Breakers. Yeah, yeah, the Lions marched down there and uh, took that game. It was a big victory yep. for them. So, any other honors to look for in 2020? There are. There's a lesser-known sort of a Cal Ripken attendance competition going on. And there's quite a few in that. Uh, the, the Excluding myself, the current... Never missed a single year list is as follows. Mike Shanzi and Rob Mugen, 30 years in a row. Wow. Joe Snedeker, 27 years in a row. Man. Rich Haddam with 25 years in a row. Haddam. Matt Tapo Grande, 24 years in a row. Tapo. Wow. 24 years. Impressive. And Dave Hendricks working on a new streak of 18 years running in a row. Drex. Yeah, and a lot of other guys that are uh, 10 plus or, or working on 10 years in a row right now. It's pretty impressive. You, you, just, you figure this out. You need to carve out four days away from the family. You got to take time off work. So you, you got to work all that stuff up. Hey, honey, family, I'm going to go up to Wrightwood for four days and screw off with uh, 16 dudes. Um, uh, that's that's not always easy to sell. And then also just the physical stamina. You're up there in a, a mile high, and you know what you're in for, some heavy, heavy competition. Um, these streaks are impressive. Every one of those guys should be proud. No load management going on here with the Wrightwood crew. You hear that, NBA? Anyway, so what about the number of events, Rob? So as you know, you're all asked to how many events you want to have from five to nine each year. And last year we had eight. You were also asked to force rank 12 different events. So I'm going to reveal in order of popularity each event. And when that's complete, I'll reveal the number of events you voted for. So we're back. And Rob is going to reveal for us the events. This is the Wrightwood version of the unveiling of the NCAA tournament bracket. So the suspense, the drama. And hopefully Caps goes on hiatus. And for the record, I voted it last. So, Rob, what came in at number one? Well, I voted it down pretty good too, Bill, but it appears this group is still a rowdy bunch. And with 10 being best, an average score at 9.5, Caps is the number one event this year. Unbelievable. Uh, is, I mean, are we the only two guys that, that don't vote at number one? Uh, it appears to be that way based on the voting that I saw. And, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of a segue on that, Bill. As you know, we were teammates last year. And as much as we don't like this event and we're not very good at it, a left-handed splash to a dismayed Steve Newton and a standing up Joe Snedeker, a TS was had and we eliminated a team out of caps. And it was one of the highlights of the weekend. I still give a, I'll have yeah. to give a little nod to Caps and those that still love it. God bless them. Yeah, and the Gag Nation listeners, I mean, Rob and I get taunted for our crappy Caps play. And even the fact you're looking at the brackets and somebody will look there, oh, Rob and Gagnon's team. It's like, okay, that's a loss. That's, you know, it's just, it was just awesome moment. So I'm glad I could share that with you. So what came in second, Rob? 
In second, with an average score of 9.4, is Horseshoes, and always a crowd favorite. I love Horseshoes. It's good hanging out there, having a couple of brews, and just throwing horse uh, shoes and talking to guys and catching up. Always a good time. That's right. Delta Breezes, too. We've got to bring those back. Delta Breezes, I know for sure. So, what came in third? In third, with an average score of 9.2, is Disc Golf. Man, that's pretty popular up there too. What are we are we talking? Are we talking nine or eighteen holes? I, I my preference is always eighteen. I love that event. It's beautiful up there. It's great walking around. But I got shot down the last couple of years, and the majority of the crowd seems to want nine. So I'm most likely to go with nine again this year. It's pretty uh, physically grueling, and I imagine mid September could be pretty hot up there. Uh, for sure, 90 degrees and uh, it's almost 7,000 altitude hiking around, bunch of old guys. Uh, it's, it's definitely trending to a permanent nine for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So how about fourth? And fourth in voting with an average score of 8.5, still very strong in the voting, is Texas Hold'em. Hold'em, always a good social game. Good game for DJing too. Very cool. How about uh, how about fifth place? Fifth place, the score of seven point two is yours truly, Bill, the home run derby. Nice, nice. I like that. Although a little hurt, little hurt by the Wrightwood Nation here. They're coming in fifth at seven point two, it hasn't moved up to the upper elite um, event. But uh, we'll work on making it better, actually, and see if we can get it up there. Yeah, I think it's definitely fun every year. I think the guys probably like seeing and take me out at the ball game more than the pressure of trying to hit a, a little tiny tennis ball off a tee over the fence. But uh, I, I think it's still a good vibe, and it's uh, a hearty five is still a solid event. Okay, good, good. Okay, what are we looking at in sixth place? Sixth place with a score of 7.0 is the basketball shoot run by one Joseph Snedeker. I think we won that event last year, Rob. We did. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to, uh, to be part of that team, and uh, that, that started us off uh, with, our, with our, our best day. Yep, yep, for sure. Okay, what about seven? Seventh with a score of 5.9 is one of my personal favorites, field goal kicking. Field goal kicking. Gag Nation loves it. We won that event last year as well, too, right? I think we took second, but that was enough to win the whole weekend. So, That's right. uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no serious injuries like a couple of years ago. It's uh, it's good to see see we can still make it happen. Yep, yep, that's for sure. How about what do we got coming in at eighth? Eighth with a score of five point six is the federally illegal lawn darts. Federally illegal lawn darts. I'm trying to figure out what the federally thing means. I know it's an unincorporated area of Los Angeles County um, where where the where the tournament will be held. Is that count as like a federally like legislated area? Do we got to worry about something? Uh, yeah, well, we just got to worry about uh, little kids running around. I think uh, throwing some some heavy pointed metal with uh, flags on the back of them. Okay, but we did all right last year. Yeah, yeah. So, what do we got for ninth place? Ninth at uh, subpar four point eight is billiards slash pool. Okay, always a lower of a sh shaky event. How about, how about 10? Tenth at 4.4 is electronic darts. 
11th at 3.3 is foosball. And last place is at 3.2 is the soccer penalty kicks. I'm surprised that he spawns uh, soccer back on the uh, on the ballot. I mean, la- when we did it last time, I think we had four or five entries. A couple guys uh, pulled some hammies. I took one personally off the head, and I'm not even counting that as an injury. I mean, it was uh, physically grueling. Yeah, it was a bit of a leap, and, uh, you know, guys diving and taking shots in the mug. I, I can see it. This event's probably on its way out from being on the ballot. Okay, so uh, I don't think we're going to have 12 events. So uh, how many events are we going to have, Rob? Well, the majority, 63%, wants to have eight events this year, same as last year. What that means is, that means Lawn Darts just made it in and has been promoted from a half-points exhibition event to a full-points event this year. Awesome. Do we... Is anybody, I'm not sure if I have any law enforcement that listen to the podcast, but I don't want them to know about we're, you know, doing a federally illegal activity up there in the mountains. <laughs> well, fortunately, it's on private property with adults, and uh, we take good care of uh, clearing that area, so we'll be fine. All right. Okay, gentlemen, you heard it right here on the Gag Nation podcast. Day one of training starts tomorrow. So, Rob. Wrightwood's a lot more than just events and competition. What else do we need to have on our radar? Well, Bill, we've got the DJ slots, and that will be sent out uh, in a couple of weeks, probably early May. So look for that email, and uh, you guys can jump in and be, be in for two hours of your own choice. You control the airways, put whatever music you want for a couple hours. Always a favorite. So is it true that you've never repeated a song in your entire Wrightwood DJing career? Uh, I'd like to think that. I, my fuzzy memory says that's possible. I don't know. The last decade at least, uh, I think so. I try to create a new mix uh, each year, completely different songs, and try to do no prior repeats. I just I love that there's so many choices. Uh, there's, it's just never-ending. If I do repeat, it's got to be a different version or a different mix, uh, something. So, yeah, something I definitely enjoy putting together throughout the year. Yeah, it makes it a little bit easier not to repeat if you listen to a lot of new music. So I know you do actually uh, listen to still listen to a lot of music, uh, new music. So anything you dig it right now, something we should expect to hear in the Founders uh, set list come mid-September? Yeah, you know, usually, as you know, I'm, I'm in, into a mix of kind of goth, industrial, alternative, indie, punk, metal, and rare 80s new wave. But lately, I've been into a little more electronic and ethereal kind of music from the likes of Mount Eden, The yeah, Weeknd. You're getting older. You're getting older, man, and industrial and the metal and the goth a little bit. Not the goth. Goth still sounds good, but industrial and, and metal is a little tough sometimes. Yeah, and you know it's it's kind of stressful times right now. Maybe that's a sign of it. I just uh, want more chill. Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> you know, for a guy that likes the more up, uh, intense stuff, uh, something like the weekend is definitely my guilty pleasure right now. Um, but it's also it's something I'll look back on. Probably a re- long remind me of the times we're in. It's just music that's uh, it's kind of a light positive little levity amongst all this obscurity yeah 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 or, or maybe I, maybe just i'm i'm just a total sucker for that 80s synth sound 
You completely are a sucker for the 80s synth sound. In fact, the new weekend song, it, I don't think it, I don't, I'm not sure if it samples it, but it's definitely a take on Aha's Take On Me, which I think is kind of cool in a way. Yeah, I never even thought of that, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, go go listen to it after uh, after that. Do you know the weekend? He's Canadian. Has Ross told you that? I did not know that. And once again, I learned something new again on your podcast, Bill. Cool, cool. Um, and the other thing I did want to mention to you is we're scheduled to go to the Craftwork show at the Wiltern. I believe it's at the Wiltern in the late June. I think that's not happening, my friend. So. Um, I do have a great live video of craft work and maybe if we're allowed to assemble at some point, just come over and we'll, we'll have a drink and, and watch it and just, uh, and, and fill out. So I am uh, well, put a mask and I'll put a little straw through it and we'll, we'll have a party. I like it. That's what I like, Rob. I always try to make it happen. So back to Wrightwood. How about Red Heart Carl? Can they get their shit together? I mean, how many years has it been since their last appearance? Are there talk of them playing? I mean, what is it? I don't know how long it's been. I would personally, I would love to see them get back together. They are, they are my inspiration. I, I sat front and center with my eyes welling up the first time they played their first set at the Yodler. And soon after that, I quit 25 years of volleyball and started guitar lessons. Please don't tell me that you're crediting Red Hot Carl for you picking up the guitar. I am absolutely crediting him for that. The, okay, they, by the time I'm expecting 20 emails and texts within like five minutes of posting this podcast now from those guys. <laughs> oh my god, you're creating a monster, Rob. That's anyways, a, they deserve it. <laughs> anyways, what else is happening on that uh, that weekend? We got some other stuff cooking, right? We do, you know, music binds this group. We're all big into music, and uh, it was great to have some live music again last year. We had a superb cover band out of Laguna Beach. They're called The Trip. Uh, they played a fantastic set last year at the Yodler, and they've committed to coming back this September to play for us. Nice, nice. Very cool. Always loving The, the Trip. Yeah, whatever it takes. If I got to make this year's Wrightwood gift to hazmat seats, including hazmat seats for the trip, uh, that's what I'll do to, to get things going. Kind of reminds me of Devo. I think they were way ahead of their time with their yellow suits. They knew. They were into the whole de-evolution moment. Uh, if, if you do give us those as gifts, I mean, we'll all have Halloween costumes for the next uh, 20 years or something, which is which would be awesome. But, uh, <laughs> but I uh, – so – we're in a weird moment right now with everything, but I really feel like Wrightwood 31 is going to reverse the tide for us. And man, it's stacking up to be another A-level outing. Um, we got anything else to add or this is the plan? What's ha what are we doing? Well, I, you know, I just, I think we're going to be way overdue to, uh, to, to, to see our, see each other again. I can't wait to actually high five a, a good friend of mine. And uh, I just look forward to hopefully being able to see everybody later in September. I am too. It sounded like it's going to be awesome. So everybody, you heard the facts right here on the Gag Nation podcast. Look for emails from Rob detailing what he talked about um, today and also be up on the lookout for email updates as we go. So keep it safe. Thanks for doing your part to flatten the curve. Wrightwood 31, I'm getting pumped up. It's only still five months away, but that's it. I'm out.